Welcome, welcome to podcast episode number four uh, with Caddyshack team talking about AWS best practices and really developing your partner uh, ship with, with Amazon and kind of the dark arts in there. So in previous episodes, we covered a lot of things, just getting started, the role of a CAD. Um, we talked a lot about co-sell as a really important bucket. I think Brett said the most important bucket. And we talked about ACE and pipeline and we talked about marketplace and revenue generating. And of the other two Cs, I think we can kind of make this a little bit of a combination because they all feed each other. But really I think today is to get into co-build and co-market, the other two Cs. And so with that, um, let's just start with a quick definition. So Brett, I'll hand it to you. Um, you know, what is co-build? What does that mean? What, 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 what does a company have to do to kind of start there? And that's probably, it's the hardest, I would say, but it's probably the most important thing of, that AWS looks at these partners to do. Sure. So, you know, for, I think it's going to mean a slightly different definition for all of us. And, and really it might be even kind of shocking for a lot of the other, uh, you know, uh, CADs that are out there. So co-build is not only your solution, right? It's built in the cloud, you know, working to be, there's a lot of definitions, right? An ISV, a digitally native business, we're building your solution out with AWS. It also means integrating into native services and ingesting those things and making sense of them in some capacity. Uh, but it also could be, you know, into specific betas, right? So competitive differentiators that because of your relationship with AWS is going to make a pretty significant difference in the marketplace with a lot of those competitors. So I got a couple different ideas of what it really means. It definitely is very different in in my view of what co-build means today than it was even just a year or two years ago, you know. So, um, Barlos, what's your uh, what's your view on that coming from the inside of AWS? You know, I'm in the I come from the, the school of thought of like, you got to break things right to make things happen. Uh, and co-build to me means something very different than it does to a lot of other people. Um, like at, at, even at AWS, when I was there, uh, my I felt like me breaking things was the best way to make things happen. So going from, uh, you know, changing the way that you do business and building a new process is what I call co-build. And I think that's what we're doing with Caddyshack and, and other things. But I, when I say, when, I, when I'm talking about co-build, I'm talking about building process that is inclusive of AWS products and going to a sales team with a co-building thought process of we're going to build something together that nobody has done before in our particular region or you know vertical and then take that and bring in AWS MBOs for the salespeople, uh, bring in AWS products that are going to tie into these other products and then bring in other partners and build an entire ecosystem, not just with AWS. AWS might be like 45% of it, but then another 30% being other ISVs and then the rest of it being how you're interacting with sales teams. So I think co-build is more of like building a community and a, um, a process, not just, not just trying to do one or two. So that's what I think co-build is. Yeah, I would say that's pretty advanced. That's probably really hard to do to get started. Um, you know, in all reality, like if I'm giving someone guidance, the easiest thing to do, AWS, search for competencies, figure out what the competencies are. There's actually a lot more now as they verticalize use cases, industries. There's a lot of other ways. But in many ways, like as a certification, like the easiest thing to 
we build security platforms, really an integration that we have. If I add value to ECS, EKS, containers, Kubernetes services, guess what? There's a competency for security. There's a competency for containers. That was like the first two things that we did. Like we already have a solution that works, but at Lacework, like I needed to go check those boxes. And that's a huge validation that like the way you submit those competencies, you fill out basically a questionnaire. Someone at AWS, usually one of the SAs or partner SAs comes on, validates, they have to do demos. We have to prove that we do what we say we do. This is how we checked all these boxes. This is how we do security for containers, how we support Fargate, how we support all that stuff. And after that, you get a badge, right? You get a competency. The nice part, and this is where it's going to feed into co-marketing, is with every competency, you also get 10K of MDF added to your piggy bank. And MDF stands for Marketing Development Funds. Uh, for service readies, like we did a certification with the processor team, the Graviton team, our agent supports Graviton. We did, checked all the boxes, passed all the tests, and now you can deploy AWS Graviton instances and Laceworks agent works and deploys. And you know it's now in our QA processes in our backend to test that when we develop new versions of our agent. So because of that, just like an Intel processor and AMD processor, same thing, it's compiled correctly, it works, but we check that box, we get that kind of certification and also we get 5K a year extra for uh, MDF as an example. So I think for many times, like knowing what your SaaS service or your software does, co-build in the very beginning, easy guidance, go check as many competency boxes as you can. They're not easy. You actually have to supply very good uh, internal case studies, externally publicly facing case studies. They have to, they're, they're hard to achieve, but like just getting started, I think that's probably step one. Figure out what competencies you can align to go after those things. And then over time, you're right, you might get invited by those teams into new developments. I mean, I we just got off of reInvent, I'm wearing a sweatshirt here. Lacework was part of a bunch of different launches. Like we heard about what AWS was gonna deliver in some of these new products like AWS Security Lake before it was generally available. And they asked us, if you're open to it, we're going to do this thing. Are you interested? And we said, yes. And so our engineering team, my SA team, started to build data that we could contort, make it work, and make it go into Security Lake. And so we were part of their launch. So I think after you get into the very beginnings, you start to meet these service teams, you build friends and champions in there. The neat thing is you can also join them and get some marketing out of it and get some visibility out of it. But I think that then staggers. But just to get started, I think just co-build to me was like, what do we integrate with? Can we check the boxes or get the competencies at AWS that validate that we do what we say we do, which also validates to the market. It's on your website. It's on their website. So it kind of looks good. And then the second thing is, yeah, over time, you start to develop these relationships with these service owners. And uh, you know, I think I've said it many times, uh, the the power at AWS is in the folks that own quotas. And there's two teams that do, the sales team and the services team. Yeah, like they own revenue. So like yeah, that's a great. secret trick. So just think of how do you, how do you do, how do you get close to those teams? Co-sell, co-build. I think that's really important. So sorry, I talked a lot, but I mean like that's at the basics, that's where I would start. 
Yeah, no, good call. You know, and, and it's it's it keeps. I always think that way too. And a lot of the sense of like where you're going with with co co, co build, and it leads into this this whole you know its own flywheel effect, right? So it, it leads into you know the more you co build, the more you can co market, which means the more you can co sell, which you get more MDF and you get to pick up other opportunities to do more, funded by AWS, and they pay it back in different ways. So. You know, that's it, it's a different reciprocal motion of putting in the efforts that better your own product and create differentiators, differentiators out there in, you know, in, in the in the competitive landscape. So I think those are those are big call outs. Um, it's something we saw a ton of, too, it, not only where I'm at now at DeepWatch and, you know, being invited to those, you know, pre-GA uh, opportunities for betas. Or, or it's a really unique opportunity. It's inspiring for the organization. And um, and again, gives you the competitive differentiators. Um, I, I've seen kind of all sides of it too in the code build that um, open up the share screen. Oh yeah, so uh, sorry, I got to pop up there. I'm not getting recorded. Uh, anyways, um, but the you know I've seen what that can do to a, a pretty significant partner, like even like an Alert Logic when those guys did it before. I mean, they were a part of every launch for you know the last I don't know five plus years before, and and it really did. It made a significant difference, and it leads into again more MDF dollars, which means you're doing more field events and you get to show off the goods that you built together with AWS. And that's a, it's a pretty cool thing. Honestly, it's a really inspiring thing to be a part of, right? So it's not just like, I've got a cool tool, but like, hey, we built this together with AWS. So there's a lot of pride that goes into it with our teams into leaning in with AWS and what what the outcomes can really be, you know, and again, that, that that's really part of that flywheel and you have to stay, take a step back that, and that's why I always focus on those three things, co-sell, co-build, co-market, because they're all directly tied together. You can't do one thing on one side without it affecting something on the other side. Your marketing obviously is directly tied back into sales. You need more competitive products. So you get into the co-build and so on and so forth. And there the flywheel continues. But I was or, gonna say too, like, sorry to interrupt Carlos, but um, you know, Competencies are one, these, these, these software things as an example, but even as an SI or a channel partner, right? There's other competencies like you know firsthand, there's the MSSP level one competency. And so there's the they if if your goal is to help your own company get more revenue, influence more revenue through Amazon's ecosystem, like by getting these checkboxes, it further validates your commitment to AWS, but also it's kind of validating that you check all the boxes. You meet the criteria that Amazon has dictated that all vendors that want this certification are there. So I, I guess maybe just a question like that MSSP level one company is fairly new and there's other competencies around that. Like, why'd you guys do that? Like, you know, you didn't have it before you got to DeepWatch. So why did you push on that? How did that have to happen? Who did you have to organize in your company to go from zero to hero? Yeah, good call. You know that those those are important things for sure. Like you know, having again, those were new differentiators. Um, not to digress too far, but again, there's so many little things and so many moving parts inside of AWS that I, I forget about. You know, let's say the security competency. There's also a spiff behind that for AWS sellers. So now it's another way to incentivize AWS sellers in the co-sell. So there's reasons that you want to co-build beyond. The traditional, like, or, or a lot of the the surface levels that people expect on those, um, but but for moving that direction, you know, and then going after, say, the additional competencies. Let's say, um, what do we look at? Modern compute on top of the level one MSSP. Yeah, yeah, you know, it took a lot from the CTO down, engineering teams, 
uh, my AWS experts inside of DeepWatch, you know, a, a big focus set. It's a lot of people to get organized. Uh, and then then you have requirements that we got to get that all prettied up and, you know, mar put marketing's like perfect spray around that to make it look fabulous when it's ready to roll out by, you know, the drop dead uh, timeline, which is usually really short with AWS. You, you know, that's one of those little tidbits. When you get into those different things for for it to be a launch partner opportunity, it, you don't have a long sell cycle. Yeah, sorry, a long build cycle. It's a sprint, so always be ready for that. Um, but there there is a lot, right? Again, you know, it's yeah. it's it's getting sales ready for it. Sign off from there, ELT to the for me CTO, um, yeah. marketing being ready to be there, and then can you throw a party together? Can you be get a cruise ship? And be the launch partner partner of record for like a reinforce. You know, it's not everybody can do it. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Barless, I was going to ask. So either your time at AWS or even your time at ISVs, or even now when you're consulting to a lot of other new ISVs that are asking about how do I get started? How do I become a better partner? Like this is part of that formula. But again, you might be talking to a CEO or a CRO that's thinking revenue. This is like on their engineering side. So like how have you planted that seed or kind of explained why this is like why this is important, right? This is one of the three phases of the game you have to like invest in and be good at. Um, you know, when I talk to CROs and uh, and CEOs about a lot of this, they 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 usually don't understand what I'm talking about when I, I say co-build. You've actually been a really great person when it comes to stuff like this. And you know, I, I I I know that you've got a dedicated uh, tech person that comes in and helps you, and that's something that I would say, you know, ninety percent of most CADs do not have access to a dedicated tech person. I can't tell you when the last time I had access to a dedicated tech person, not from lack of asking, yeah. um, but it, it's it's so important to have that mindset of those CEOs to change to have them understand that. You know what? This is not just let me give you 20% of what's going on and business as usual with the rest of the company. As I wrote in that blog or, or earlier this week, you have to have a body posture that's facing all in on those three things, co-build, co-market, co-sell. If you're not, then asking anything from AWS back to you is just ridiculous. Like you're going to give AWS pennies of your time when you're asking hard-earned serious dollars back from AWS, but you're not really truly investing. And I think if you're not doing all three of those things, building, marketing, you know, win wires, putting AWS in all kinds of things and then selling together, if you're not doing that, you're not going to make it. And yeah. I've got uh, I've got some CEOs that have been doing business with AWS for three to six years and they don't understand why. Look, I, I've become ISVA. I have, you know, done all the things, put all my leads into the ACE. My ACE is super clean. I meet with people all the time at AWS. And my question is, well, what are you doing to co-build with AWS? Yeah. What are you doing to co-market with AWS? And they don't, they're not. And then they don't yeah. understand why it's not successful. So um, to get back to your question, what I tell them is exactly that. You need, you need to start having a body posture facing AWS using the three C's. Yeah, and just a parallel analogy, I use it, but like if you think of the three C's that we're talking about, as football, there's like offense, defense, and special teams. So if you're not doing one well, you could probably lose the game. And so you kind of, you know, I, I would lean, co-build is probably the hardest because it does require commitment from your CTO, CEO, 
might take a little bit harder. Um, what Barless was kind of indicating, uh, you know, I've, I've done business development in the past. You know, I've also fairly technical. I've been an SE, but I don't write code. Um, one of my requirements when I got hired by my president CRO was actually, I don't need it now, but you'll give, I'm going to get an engineer that works for me. Right. And, and I realized that the only way I was going to be successful with these co-build things is I had to partner with our product and engineering team, but in many ways we kind of had to do it ourselves and keep it outside of product and engineering. And so over the last three years, we're getting better in developing kind of the coexistence of like how we might prototype something. And then, hey, look, we got 50, 60 customers using this. Cool. Let's figure out how to make it part of the product. Let's figure out how to roadmap it. But in many ways, you know, when you get to the point where AWS is approaching you on these like ideas, secret launches, things like that, got like six weeks to say yes and write a whole bunch of code sometimes. And that's not a lot of time if you've got product and roadmap. And the other thing, it actually, co-build started with me in the marketplace. That's the first thing that you have to figure out. Do I build or buy? How do I integrate whatever it is I'm doing into the marketplace? Like hats off to tackle. I'm a tackle customer, happy doing that. But I actually took marketplace out of my engineering CTO and VP of engineering's lap and I put it kind of into mind by buying Wait, something. Should we charge tackle me. for that? They just like, hey, plug <laughs> them. I'm sending a bill for $500 right now. Uh, good people. But like, I remember that conversation. I, my co founder and CTO, my VP of engineering, and I said, hey, do you mind? Would you help support me? But I'm going to bring, instead of us building and owning the marketplace and me sitting in line with your roadmap, our customers' requirements, sales requirements, like I have an idea, there's a SaaS service, I can pull this out. And that allowed me to actually transact in the marketplace and kind of keep things off the engineering plate. And early on, that was a pretty good idea way that I was like, wow, this is hard. Yeah. If I have to wait in the same line of all my SEs, all of the product, all of the sales teams, all of the roadmap customers, it's going to be really hard to say yes. And I saw this here. I wanted to build an integration to security hub. Yes. Great idea. Everyone's all in, but no one was doing it and I couldn't do it myself. So when I finally got the opportunity to hire my own essay, first thing it was done in like a couple of weeks, right? And I could check that box. And then when you're thinking about your superpower and your co-sell story, that becomes part of it. Like, hey, yeah, we kind of compete with guard duty. There's some overlap, but there's some overlap with some of these native services. But look, we have an integration with Control Tower, another service. We integrate to Security Hub where we can put our events and centralize. So my co-build story gets tighter to a seller or a customer when the, you know, the things that overlap, I still, I, you know, you take from some, you integrate with some others and your story becomes more partnery than like, Hey, they, we, we compete with that. You have to rip that thing out in order to use our tool. So that's where the co-build stuff is. You're trying to figure out a couple different areas. I'll give you some other ideas, but I'll, I'll, I'll park that for an idea or for now is where we started to like get started. No, I think it's a great, but you know, that, that also brings in to not to segue away, but there's also, when you're talking about co-build, you also have to bring in co-market. And I think that that comes in there. You know, I can't tell you how many times 
that it, whether it was before I went to AWS, while I was at AWS, or the two companies that I helped get to the next level after AWS, um, the, the marketing team, they all want to do what they do best, which is Gartner events and creating these websites or whatever events, specifically wine tastings for CIOs. And that's great and all, but none of it has to do with AWS. And when you start coming in with like, hey, look, we need to... We need to start doing summits. We need to start focusing on AWS sales teams, not just AWS customers. Um, all of that thing takes time and effort from a marketing point of view, not just an engineering point of view. And I think that's the same thing that you, as CADs, I, I think, you know, Megan uh, Buntain said it best at, at Seek that, you know, reporting up to a CTO and having that CTO type money on how do we make this product successful and then creating our own like almost marketing team in partners, not just, hey, Gartner, 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 Forrester, 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 and then, you know, whatever else that comes along with it. Um, also having just as much focus and dedicated focus on having the marketing and the marketing budget just for AWS, I think is just as important. So I think that co-build and co-market and co-sell, of course, they all go hand in hand, but you can't just have co-build, like it being integrated to um, Security Hub and being integrated to Control Tower. If no one knows about it, it's not going to be any, any, so any big deal. What do you so mean by basics? Yeah. What, what does co-market mean? Like what, why, why is that the third pillar? Like just straight beginning, I don't understand anything about this. I'm brand new to the APN, the partner network. Like what is co-market? I'll let you talk a little bit, Brett. Sure. But again, everyone has their different, may have their difference of opinion. Co-market though, for me is, it, it is, it, it's not just the summits and, you know, reinforce and reinvent and things like that. Those are, those are field events, which is, yeah, you go, you want to attend, but co-market right it's it's the power there you go look at oh look at that oh look at that nice plug very nice plug uh the uh so co-market right it's similar to the co-sell right it's you're doing it together everything is about doing it together you're building together new products you know whether it's your environment on top of aws together you're selling with aws reps together in the co-sell co-build, you're co-marketing together. Like we've done some really fun stuff with those guys. Like I've had plug Mr. Ryan Orsi, big, beautiful man himself, had him come out to the family ranch. And we did a killer fireside chat video together about the better together story of Deepwatch and AWS together, helping customers on their security maturity journey. So like it's, it's really, it is the better together story. Us alone, we're, you know, we're, we're great on our own. I swear, you know, Deepwatch, I do love my, love me some Deepwatch. AWS, fabulous. It is the master of the universe, but together, Man, that is a serious threat, you know, to be reckoned with. And that in the co-market, again, it's, it's, you're doing it together. It's the better together story in the long run. I think the simplest thing is if you put yourselves in your partner's shoes, so put yourself in AWS's shoes, like every time we talk, this podcast, press releases, webinars, that thing at the ranch, right? Like we're actually continuing to echo and talk about AWS and how great their services are and their infrastructure. So like in many ways, that co-marketing thing, it is a gift. In many ways, they're giving you a resource, money to fund, access, 
but you're talking about them and you're putting out press releases, you're putting out content, it continues to spiral, like it benefits them. And so it's kind of how these win-win relationships work is, you know, the gift might be, hey, I got a competency, I got some MDF, I got 10 grand. And so I put my 10 grand with their 10 grand and I got to do 20 grand worth of content syndication, you know, driving attendance to a webinar. And we got to talk about how great lace work for security for EKS is, as an example. And so I like mean, even I, in the beginning, it's just I that use, simple. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I was going to say, I mean, you, you're right. You, you, you do a couple of those things. You got some MDF. Like I use my MDF to buy Ferrari. I actually got to do, I rented a Ferrari with my MDF. So there's lots of ways to use it. So I would say there's that's a big a difference between buying a Ferrari with MDF <laughs> yeah. and renting a Ferrari with yeah. MDF. Yeah. 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 ABS compliance watching this video yeah. going, what did we approve? Also, yeah, yeah. MD, MDF is like very stringent, like to even get those things approved, like it can't be all alcohol or if it does, it has to be a meal. Like there's a lot, you can't just do it for gifting, can't do it for credits. Like there's rules on this stuff, but like at its core, it's awesome. Like even with your APN sponsorship fee, you get that stuff back in kind of MDF or credits. And so some of that stuff is great too, to just, uh, I go back in the very beginning, I think Barless, I'll, I'll key in on something you said, which is every software, every business usually knows I've got a CMO or I've got someone in marketing. I'm going to go market to probably drive my own demand generation. And so you're doing your thing, what you know, what you think you know, like what you've done in the past to just go figure out how to, at least for me in the beginning, a few years ago, we were doing awesome. Like our product is great. We've got a bunch of happy customers. We're talking about cloud security and we're doing, you know, we're doing all that stuff. And I was like, you think it'd be more interesting if we invited like an AWS SA onto this? So it just wasn't like our CTO or our field CTO just talking. It was like, now we had two speakers and the banter's a little different and they're an expert on AWS and we're an expert on lace work. And like, it was interesting because we got more attendance, right? We like, it was different to market because now you're marketing your webinar as an example with AWS and you're totally allowed to brand it and do that. And then yep. you've got a speaker on and they're talking about shared responsibility model and why security and how the cloud and why AWS and like what you're responsible for as a customer. And by the way, we build a great solution to keep you safe. And so that better together story, I think you hit on that bar list, but like yep. our early journey, like to me, that was my aha moment. I was like, yeah, we could do all this stuff by ourselves or we got this new friend, like let's invite them. I think that's probably more interesting. And Maybe we can generate more business and more, you know, more interest to the content that we're putting out there. Same could be true for blogs, right? You know, like as an APN partner, the essays are gold on this. Like you can go write blogs with an essay, go publish that, get it on the APN blog. Now it's not, you can drive interest to something that's not on your own website. It's a little less self-serving. A lot like of little tricks. Yeah, like my Ferrari is on the AWS website, actually. Awesome, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, what you're saying is exactly what I used to give advice to uh, to CEOs yeah. back in the day. Um, I, I tell them, pick a spot in the United States, pick a team and go make them your best friend. And then the second thing is do events, do as many events as you want, but make sure that your product, every product you have has an essay that's assigned to something like that, whether it be security, uh, containers, uh, databases, 
find the team that is that is doing that particular thing and tell them, hey, we're going to talk about AWS Control Tower. Would you like to join us? Because maybe we'll get it wrong if you don't. And maybe you should be there to kind of set us straight. They'll send somebody to be on the blog. And now there is an AWS person there. So now you can use that logo on when you're inviting people out. Like, hey, there is going to be an AWS essay there. So it is an AWS, maybe not sponsored event, but it's definitely an AWS centric event. And then of course that 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 works out really, really well. So that's an easy one to, to help you co-market. And I like yeah. that. And another thing I wanted to say was the difference between co-market and co-sell for me has always been co-market is a one-to-many, whereas a co-sell is a one-to-one. So, and by the one-to-one, I mean from my company to an AWS sales team uh, who then helps me sell it out to their their customers. But co-market is, I'm co-marketing it to everybody out in the world with AWS. So it's always been a one-to-many or a one-to-one. So I just wanted to throw that up there. Yeah, and I, I showed it earlier, but in case the video wasn't being shared, like when you do this well and you kind of hit on all cylinders, like the true testament to the partnership, again, these aren't free, you pay to play for it. But like when you end up, like I showed, like, you know, this was like a huge thing. So reinforced 2022 and we got to be the lanyard sponsor. So think about, you know, the neat thing there is just think about now all this branding, the logos on every lanyard for everyone who attends the show. I joke, but like just seeing all my competitors walk up mad at me for like, how am I going to explain this to my, it's just priceless, right? But I think the point is, is like that took three years of kind of giving, you know, like we've done a lot. We've, we've invested a lot. I have a pretty big team. I've got SAs. I've got other partner development managers globally. Like, you know, hats off. I'll name drop Carol Potts is like a great sales leader at AWS. Hey, like we love Carol. we'll never forget. I had a meeting with her early on and it's like, Hey, like, I don't know, but like, how do you decide which partners you invest in? And I was expecting like some long, complicated answer, some metrics driven thing. And she's like, honestly, it's the partners that invest in us in the relationship. And I was like, well, that sounds kind of simple, but like what you realize is like the more you're putting into this, you know, eventually and in different facets, I think the more you can expect out of it. And so it is a big investment of time, but truthfully, the co-build stuff, in my opinion, with the, that C, it's hard, but that's the most probably give, but that shows the most about your investment in the partnership. Granted, a lot of the money and the revenue and kind of a lot of the goodness comes from like the co-sell and marketplace and a lot of those. And then, you know, when we talked about co-sell, here's how I connect co-sell and co-market is when I co-sell a deal, even if it's an AO from Amazon, at best, that might be like an intro. They name dropped us something. They're not selling on our behalf. They're not really like, they're putting in a good, like we still have to do all the work. And so the idea that this partner at AWS is like throwing me business and like transacting deals from that, it doesn't, that's like never going to happen. It doesn't happen, nor would I expect it. So if I want AOs or sourced businesses, I see it from them. The best way to do that is by MDF and creating top of the funnel activities. And that's where marketing comes in. So what better than taking my 5k of like spend, doubling it with another 5k or in this case, renting Ferraris, but like, that's really buying. on us. Buying that's, Ferraris. that's really on us to go like, 
generate this top of the funnel stuff that then I can go put into ACE or at least it's warm and fuzzy, but like I, as it qualifies more and that's where you can kind of connect co-sell. And so in many ways, I don't want to be trapped. I don't think most people want to be trapped under like sourced or AO goals at your own company because it's really hard, unnatural or unpredictable. I think I've said that a couple of times, but they're giving you money, access, resources to go do your own marketing and to do your own top of the funnel, you know, revenue generating activities. And that kind of spins the flywheel. And actually AWS calls this a flywheel. So um, in many ways, like that's the gift you get. MDF, access, visibility, launches, all of that is to help feed kind of your top of the funnel and hopefully make you more revenue. Also, not dummies, most of our solutions are built on AWS. So with more customers, a lot of times equals more spend and they call that the dual flywheel. And ironically enough, it's reciprocal. So it helps us as an ISV built on AWS, but also generates Amazon more money. So that's why it's kind of all part of the ecosystem and it all makes sense. So hopefully we connected some of these things together. Um, any other thoughts on the co-build, co-market, co I think we hit the big three Cs and that's probably, you know, we, we can talk about more advanced things in, in upcoming podcasts, but, you know, at least stuff that resonates with you guys. Yeah, I think it resonates. One question that, and then bring it back to the beginning of the, the call and it's not going to take long to talk about, but um, you got two competencies. I know from talking to a bunch of folks about competencies uh, out there in the startup world, the problem isn't that they don't know about it. The problem is it just seems like a daunting task. You're like, oh, competencies, what am I going to do with that? And and people start asking questions of AWS and they're like, oh, that yeah, it's going to take you like three or four months, dedicated person talking about competencies. And it's just not that. Can you maybe give us a, a little bit of a walkthrough of just your two competencies real quick that you have, the the, the container uh, and security. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, because I, I can tell you, I just had this conversation yesterday with a CRO about competencies and his scare was that it's going to take too long and he has to have dedicated staff doing it. So again, this has to align to what you're doing. So if you're already selling to one of these verticals, you know, like maybe you build a software for manufacturing, like you mentioned Megan as an example, I think that's what Seek does. So like you want to prove that you have technology that meets the buyers and the, the that industry. And I think that's one way for us, we build security software and we also build software for containerized workloads. And so there's a containers certif you know, certification or competency you know, why you would do this is because, you know, in many ways, I, the more I show up, you know, on AWS's website, hey, look, there you go. There's Lacework. Like, why, why do I want that? Well, one is because before I was here, there was just a bunch of competitors that had this competency and I wasn't there. So call it the fear of missing out. Like, I don't want them to be the only ones that are certified here. Uh, but the flip side of that is then in the APN, like on the other link where you click software, it'll take you there and it'll take you to the guide. And it says, if you want this competency, A, B, C, D, like you have to fill out spreadsheets. There's a whole bunch of check boxes with a lot of the competencies. There's case studies. So you need to public, to private, like it walks you through everything that you need to do. And it's not easy, but like I said, we're already doing it. My competitors are already there. I kind of, you kind of have to, plus 
Amazon's telling you that's important to the relationship and it's the way that they measure the value of our partnership and your commitment. You want stuff from us, we want stuff from you. Like it's it's kind of the reciprocation. So um, I, I would say at least like what, what we did with containers, security, I'm actually submitted and going through my DevOps stuff right now. Like that's just because that's what we do. We can check those boxes. We fit into those categories, but the other ones, the industry ones, like, we sell infrastructure security. Like we've got customers in healthcare, banking, but like, are we really like a centric app like that? So like the healthcare competency, we can probably check. I, I'm pretty close to like needing, but also do I need it right this second? If I know what it needs and I know where I am, I don't know, maybe I just need like one more public case study that from a healthcare company that checks these boxes and then I can fill out the scorecard and submit it well, I just keep that in the back of my head and maybe it happens in three months, six months, 12 months, or maybe I start asking or seeing our wins, go asking our sales team, hey, we just did a deal with this healthcare company. Do you think they'd be open to doing a case study or like whatever it is? And then you're trying to figure out how to go go get to that goal that you want, but you're starting from where you are. So everything doesn't happen in a flash. I think the story that I said with the essay on the team that reports to me, I have a couple of them, but I knew I wanted it and I needed it, but I also knew my CEO wasn't going to snap his fingers and say like, yeah, go hire a team of 10 right now, day one. No, we had to like start and build. It was a team of one. It was me, right? And then I added one person and then two people and then three people because over time you're just, you hit scale. You need, you know, your operational excellence. You need, and and all of those things, you just have to have this very long vision for kind of where you're headed and you just start small, start checking those boxes. That's probably the best advice I can give. I like it. All right, guys, we're coming up on yep. time. Anything uh, else you want to add? Uh, no, my, my I was just going to say like, we're, we're not fresh off, but you know, like reInvent, huge Amazon show, end of the year. Um, you know, Barless was there. If you uh, find his little buddy, the elf outfit. With it burned into your eyes for the rest of your <laughs> life. What, you guys don't like seeing me in yellow large, tights? Come on. Large man in stretchy pants. There's but, uh, nothing wrong with stretchy pants. They were very comfortable, by the way, except I got to admit that those were so cheap. The tights were so cheap that the crotch kind of opened up a little bit. There's a hole. And <laughs> so when I was going down the, the data dog, 100 foot slide, I had to keep my legs together because they take pictures of you right when you're coming in. So that was, that was you're pretty bashful anyway as a person so. uh, yes i am i am very bashful um, but but maybe i was just gonna say like that's that's the end of the year that's the biggest show for aws obviously there's reinforced there's the summits like we'll come up on to all of those things next year but like anything kind of new or exciting or you know there was a lot of people like that was interesting to me there was just a lot of people it's kind of was almost back in full force but like what did you get from it? What are you kind of seeing as it pertains to just AWS, the partner network, like kind of the sentiment of everyone who was there? It was a lot. And it, yeah. there was a, compared to the year before, it was, you know, yeah. the year before it looked like it was empty. Um, felt like I was at the, uh, you know, the before they opened the doors, you know, when people were just walking around before the door, doors opened, that's the way all <laughs> of reInvent was last year. But this year, it felt like there was just you couldn't even find a space to sit down. It shows that the market is coming back. Like it's not yeah. it's not quite what the analysts are saying when it comes to tech companies have no money and everyone's getting fired. Um, apparently, they have enough money to pay for a $1,700 ticket and a you know, $2,000 hotel bill and you know, hang out in Vegas. 
So it was nice to see that tech isn't as bad as everyone is making it out to be. Um, and then it was also nice to see that, you know, Datadog uh, stepped up to the plate this year and took on not only the airport, all of the airport was covered with Datadog, but then all of the everything said Datadog on it. And I was like, wow, that's that's crazy that, you know, and, and MDF rule, you can't use any MDF at, at AWS events. So that's all coming straight well, out of pocket. They, they, they came out of like the woodwork with that slide. I mean, who comes up with a hundred foot slide going down an escalator like that? That is the kind of stuff that I love to see is that creativity or did you guys go down to the basement and see the guy uh, that was the, the AIML uh, rap songs that go back and forth with each other? No. You didn't see that? No. So they, they had one AIML uh, robot on, on one side on a screen and another AIML uh, robot on this uh, on this screen, and they would just spout off rap lyrics at each other. I have a video of it. I'll send it to you. And one's like, my harsh is mellowed by the way that you're speaking to me. And one day I'm going to get some women and they're going to look better than you. And the next guy's like, you can't get women because your face looks like a horse. When that horse is eating, it is disgusting. And that was, it was just going back and forth. It was just going back and forth, back and forth. And it was just awesome to watch, right? Uh, but I have a video of it. I'll, I'll send it out. But, but maybe I, I was going to say, the, sh the show floor was packed. The events were good. It, 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 you know, going last year, this year, for sure, like very much a little bit back to normal. I think that was nice. Keynotes were great. Yeah. You know, Ruba had a great keynote on partners, the commitment of partners, um, you know, Chris Cruz, like I, I thought all of that was, you know, as someone who's in the AWS ecosystem, watching the kind of partners and, and getting that kind of, you know, call out, I thought was really interesting. I think next year we should have our own podcast in the table, like, uh, you know, the way that CDN does it. We should go get our own table. Oh, the, the cube. Talking live. Yeah, Me dressed up as, uh, as Santa Claus this year. I'll get an upgrade. Uh, yeah. Brett can be the uh, the angry elf uh, from uh, from when they were writing hey. the Christmas story. Hey, just a plug though, as Caddyshack, you got space in the AWS booth to talk about partners and. Yeah, we were there all week, and we were doing more talking. Not that the, that there was there was anything wrong with the PDMs, but they were really enjoying us being a third party sitting in their booth and validating everything that they were saying, and people were listening. They they were you know. The PDMs were saying the exact same things that I was saying, but I had like almost a line of people waiting to talk to me because they wanted to hear from a third party. Like, is this really true? Like, does an EDP really help my partner journey or does it help AWS make more money? Like, these are questions that people want to know. So I'm glad that we could answer them. Yeah. Brett, anything from the outside? I know you can attend this year, but like, I'm sure you saw a lot of the content. Just, just how was that for you? Just a... Uh... Kind of hearing from your peers or hearing, seeing a lot of the content. I knew you were going to rub it in that I couldn't go. But, That's okay. Uh, but, but no, I heard, I, most, number one thing I heard, uh, actually, number one, top three, right? So um, number one, there was a crap load of people there. Number two, there everyone got the flu. Uh, and then uh, number three, everyone loves yes. Ruby's talk. So, okay. uh, yeah, so apparently everyone did get Corona, including my wife. So yeah, everybody got something. Uh, herpes or mix of all the above, whatever it might be. I don't know, you know, but it, <laughs> so it doesn't all stay in Vegas. What happens there? <laughs> uh, no, sometimes it, you regift. You can regift. Yeah. 
Um, but that, no, I, I would actually say, like, like Barlow's mentioned too, that was a, one of the sentiments from a lot of the people I talked to coming from there. They said it was just great to see yeah. that many people out and about and spending money and felt very positive about the economy, especially for IT. So, and I mean, you know, like you mentioned, you know, there was probably, I think they were even worried last year that they wouldn't have enough people attending to even have reInvent. So, um, you know, to break, what was it? Probably, I don't know, 18, 20 plus thousand that time and, and to be over 60 or something crazy like that this time is yeah. it's, it's incredible i i think officially they said like fifty five thousand, but i it felt very busy like you know it was it was a lot of people for sure all the parties yeah. were pretty well attended i think well last year they were, they were at eight thousand people two weeks before reinvent yeah. and then magically it hit twenty five thousand a week and a half later and but that was the max twenty five thousand last year yeah, half the cool. badges look like Amazonian badges. Just saying, but uh, it, the, it was. It, I'm glad. No, everything, all the feedback I got was was great. It was it was a good conference. I'm excited about going to uh, next year. I won't miss that one. Yeah, cool. Well, that's all I got. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I mean we're just kind of talking it out, but uh, I mean we can kind of bring this show to a wrap. That's uh, episode number four. If you enjoyed it, you know, subscribe, click the like button. I think it helps all the algorithms. If you're on YouTube or any of the others stations you're picking this up but certainly uh happy to share this with you have any questions ask us if you want us to talk about a particular subject in the future like put in the comments and we'll uh you know we'll address it so thanks again thank you thanks, Brett. Guys. thank you Barnes. thanks